you're a woman who's learned to accept and love herself on all levels, mind, body, and spirit. A woman who's looking to experience life filled with peace, love, joy, passion, and fun. A woman that understands she has unlimited capacity to make her life anything she wants. A woman who's inspired to give those around her a sense of gratitude and abundance. A woman who is feeling called to step into her wild feminine power. Then welcome to the Goddess Rediscovered Podcast. Welcome, goddesses and gentlemen. I was wary of feminists who I had been told were out to get me. This is a sentence out of Robert Jensen's book, The End of Patriarchy. I'll include the link in the description below. You see what Jensen alludes to is the idea or concept that a majority of men have an avoidance of sorts to feminism and feminists alike. Now this avoidance isn't something that we are aware of. And by we I mean men talking about us in general. But more so, like living life, we are driven by our reasons rather than the decisions that we take. And what I mean by that is that we're operating in life and we're moving through life. We're essentially operating from a script from a set of rules, from a program that's instilled in us. Instead of every time the operating system asking us, do you want to continue? Yes or no. And then us making the decision to go ahead and move forward with that decision. The algorithm in the back end goes yes or no. Now, Knowing that, and knowing that we are moving through our life, utilizing our reasons, rather than making a conscious decision, which, trust me, is not as easy as it sounds, or you can think of, I think the general idea in that sense is that men, when being fed this idea of feminism or feminization or the whole piece around feminists, when confronted by that, a series of programs start to take into effect. That causes them to think and act in a certain way. And where Robert Jensen was really talking about in his book was the fact that he was operating out of these programs and out of these pieces. But somewhere within his psyche and within him, he calls in his body, he felt the tug. He felt the tug towards feminism. And that fact that as he felt more and more of this pull of what it resonated in the sense of what it resonated for him was that the end of patriarchy is here 
or the concept that we so know it. And I think in general, men do not want to avoid feminists or feminism in general. And based off my research and even my understanding of men so far, is that a majority of us are okay with women being our equal. You know, of course you've got your extremes in both groups in, in which they advocate for one thing over the other and one side doesn't want, let's say, feminism and the other side doesn't want patriarchy. We have our extremes. But really the question that I ask anyone, any man, is why wouldn't you want a woman who could have the same rights as you? We know that fundamentally, biologically, there are some differences. You know, the amount of testosterone in our bodies allows us to carry more or lift more or to be more aggressive. And the only way for a woman or somebody classified as a woman to achieve that is to increase their testosterone levels to that point. It's more of a chemical equation rather than anything. Of course, that's simplifying it a little too much. But fundamentally, I think that's what feminism stands for, doesn't it? It stands for that gender equality. Now, in my research and in my thinking and the ideas that I've bounced around, I think one of the things that I would really argue is that no, feminism doesn't just stand for that. And just the way the definition for patriarchy has been turned into quotation, a set of systems that are built on the foundational principle that the weak must be dominated by the strong, in quotation. This polarity of this weak and strong are two polar opposites of the same view or perception. Life isn't black and white. Neither are societies or the cultures that are built around them. You see, things like emotions and years and years of ingrained rules and responsibilities surround us. They make us up as a human society. And defining masculinity and the patriarchy from this one particular point of view or a set perspective is extremely dangerous. Just the way defining feminists and feminism can be as well. You see, both sexes and genders play an important role with each other. It's that role of interdependence. Now, I didn't say codependent or independent. It's interdependence. It's that realization that one cannot exist without the other and one isn't as strong 
than the other. Both are required in order to maintain balance within the world, within society, within our smaller ecosystems that we create, such as our families. And you can label and classify your family as anything. You know, if it's two men, two women, a man and a woman. Or anybody else coming in to fill those roles. And sometimes it's single parents filling both roles. Which is hard in itself. Now, of course, yes, me, myself, I was socialized into patriarchal masculinity. That's that idea that the masculinity or the masculine point of view is defined by the patriarchy or from that point of that weak and strong that I need to rule or take over what I need or want. And those ideas are there, but they're there for everyone, if you think about it. These perspectives and these ideas that are surrounding us, they're all built into our society somehow. They're all built into our cultures and our norms and all these labels that we tend to give. But at the end of the day, I was also raised with an idea and an emphasis on equality. I learned to tap into my emotions through years of experience, knowing when to harness my aggression and when to utilize it and get the job done. You see, what was truly profound for me was that the voice of men being shut down, being told by women that the way I expressed myself was incorrect, toxic. My masculinity was toxic. And you know, honestly, I see the perspective from both angles of wanting to create an utopian world where women can roam freely without threat or that stress that they experience from being around men. But where men are also in touch with their emotions, but also capable of leading and showing leadership when required or following when required. Leadership isn't a trait that's taken on by one gender or sex. And this idea of wanting to break things down simply into black and white is extremely dangerous. It reduces a person down to ones and zeros. It removes the complexity of the human organism and the wonder that's around it. You see, why can't masculinity and femininity coexist? One with the other, one intertwined in the other. That interdependence. You see, we're taught that within a certain spiritual ideology, that the masculine and feminine exist within each other and in every one of us. The balance is our ultimate goal. 
within and without, as the microcosm of what's inside can affect the world that's outside, the macrocosm. In fact, why even reduce it down to masculine and feminine? Why not just you as a person, as a human, here having experience? We as humans love our labels and we love to label. But if something just exists and will continue to exist, then at what end? Then, sorry, at the end of the day, what is it? Did it truly just exist? Or did it exist when we chose to perceive it and give it that meaning? So are you truly a woman? Or are you just a human being here having that experience? And it's my perception of you that makes you a woman or a man. It's interesting. Interesting to think about. And as a result of that, for me at least, a lot more questions end up arising. But for now, I think we should learn to see each other from the lens of they are and they will be. No gender, no sex, no role. Just another human being having their own experience. Now on that note, thanks for joining and we look forward to hearing from you and talking to you next week.